It's time to sit down and relax for the good, the bad, and the sequel Q&A with your host, Doug. Hey there. So last week we discussed the pretty rad action movie Escape Plan 3, The Extractors. You had Devin Sawa versus Stallone. And Devin Sawa's a pretty awesome bad guy. He was Casper when he was younger, but man, he really kicked ass in that movie. So this week, we're interviewing somebody from that movie. She played the receptionist during an amazing fight scene early on with Shen Lo. And her name is Heidi Lewandowski. Heidi has some great stories coming from a sports-oriented family. But her love for acting could not be stopped. She's been in a few features recently. My Blind Brother, Escape Plan 3. She's just getting started. Lots of fun behind-the-scenes stories. And she was so great during the interview... In Jersey, we were getting some pretty nasty thunderstorms, and it shut my power off. And she was so patient. She waited for everything to come back on. So, uh, yeah, she's a lot of fun. So, let's start the interview. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm great. How are you? Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry about that. I think in my settings, it had the audio and video disconnected. Oh, it's okay. It took me a second. (laughs) Yeah. Sweet. How's your day going? Good, good. I just actually, I like to run. So I just did 4.6 miles, but probably at the worst time of the day, it was about 80 degrees. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. That's not too bad. Where are you at right now? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. 80 is nice. I'm in Jersey and it's like, we're getting storms right now, but it was like, it felt like over 100. Really, really, yeah. a lot of humidity. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's. I'm from Cleveland, so oh, okay. I know humidity. But yeah, it's definitely not like that here. It's beautiful. So well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's why everybody goes there, and that's why right. movies are made there. <laughs> right, exactly. You can do it all year round here. Yeah. So, so you grew up in Cleveland. So, yes. when growing up was the first time that you had any inkling that you know what I want to try being an actor. Um, probably very young. My mom used to do plays and so I would go with her and I kind of just got the bug early. But but ironically enough, I didn't, I did some plays when I was young, but I'm, I come from really like a sports oriented family. Oh, really? So yeah. So my brothers, my sister, my dad, like everyone was really into sports. My brothers were like, state and national champions and like football basketball (laughs) so (laughs) so when I was younger my mom would take make me watch pistol Pete tapes and like 5 a.m go to the gym and play (laughs) basketball I'm in second grade like you know but it was so that's where I that's where I think um that kind of discipline came from and kind of the artsy side lost it a little bit but then it was always there you know the itch yeah and you're still uh you're still running, so that's good. Yes, yeah, exactly. I'm still running. <laughs> um, I credit uh, my great legs to running and some discipline. You know, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do any theater in like high school or when did that start? Oh, you know, I did theater when I was younger before high school. So like elementary school. And then when I got to high school, it became sports. Oh, okay. Track, you know, cross country. So that's when that that really came into play and acting went on the back burner on the back burner (laughs) so how long after high school did it get pushed up to the front burner (laughs) um 
Not long after. No, not long after at all. Um, shortly after high school, I came out to LA. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, I came out to LA and I wanted to see what it was. And I studied at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. Oh, awesome. And um, with Leslie Kahn. Uh, and they were great places to get me started. And then some things happened at home and I had to move. I moved back. My mom became ill. And um, she ended up passing away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that kind of took me out of the acting world for a little bit. And I, I stayed, uh, I stayed in Cleveland and I was lost for a little bit. And uh, my dad would make, not make fun of me, but he was supportive, but <laughs> he would say, uh, they're like, so what is your daughter doing? And he was like, Oh, you know, she's a stay at home daughter, you know? <laughs> and it actually became like a little running joke. And I, did I just did like a couple YouTube videos on like what it's like being a stay at home daughter as a joke. <laughs> and sometimes people were like, it was, I wasn't serious. I was just making fun of myself, but people were kind of mean and it was <laughs> hilarious because I was like, yeah, it's so hard. I watch Netflix all day. Um, you know, uh, I cook and I, it's like TV dinners and things like that. So, so, uh, I just was like, why not make fun of yourself? You know? And it, it kind of worked for a little bit, but then, uh, other acting gigs started coming in so i kind of had to stop that but yeah it was definitely a fun thing maybe i'll bring it back up one day yeah that's awesome it's funny (laughs) no matter what you put out there even if you're being silly there's some people out there that can't take a joke and they think it's real (laughs) yeah no i mean i was called like a splayed little (laughs) keyword and like yeah it was just a lot i was like whoa whoa it's a joke (laughs) guys it's a joke you know like you know trust me this is not what i want to be doing you know where I fell into at the moment. So, <laughs> so what, are, what were the, some of those first acting jobs you had after that? Commercial work is like oh, cool. kind of how it started off. A lot of different commercials from like Nestle Toll House with the cookies and things like that. And um, Dick Sporting. I think so it became commercial work, print work. And, um, and then it just short films. And it just, they just slowly started, they just start to pick up and, you know, it's still need, I still need more of it to pick up and get busy. But right now it's been pretty good. And um, what helped was being in Ohio, there's a tax credit. So a lot of films were coming to shoot in Ohio. So that was an advantage that I could say, you know, I'm a local hire if you're, you don't have to pay someone from LA to fly them out, I can be a local, I can be here. I'm LA talent, but I can live. I'm, I can have a place to live in Ohio when you shoot. That's awesome. So that was a huge advantage that I had over some LA actors. Well, that's really good that you were able to do that. And there were a bunch of movies there. Yeah, it was nice. I was like, wow, I get to stay home and get paid. Like, this is great. Stay at home daughter. And, <laughs> stay at home daughter. Yeah, right. And work. What? So, yeah. Was it, so were any of those movies like, my, was that My Blind Brother? Was that filmed in Ohio? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was actually filmed in Ohio. That was filmed. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. It wasn't, it was parts of it were in Cleveland, but it was just outside of Cleveland. Um, Why well, I'm thinking because we have the lake there. So yeah. it was able to be like the ocean or whatever they needed it to be in the movie. But yeah, that was actually filmed in Ohio. So Adam Scott and Nick Kroll and Jenny Slade and 
Zoe Kazan, like all these great actors, comedic actors. It was like, totally. I did an audition tape for that and sent it in and there I ended up there. So it's pretty great. Like they give you the script and you just. Yeah. They'll give you the um, scene and you audition and you'll put it on tape. Just almost like what we're doing now. You're just like in your house or wherever you need to be. And uh, you send it in and then the director producers, they watch it. They like you, they bring you in and you meet them and you audition for them in person. But yeah, so you get the scene and I remember shooting that day. It was really hot, like humid. Yeah. So, um, so I, Adam, so when you do these scenes with like big named actors or whatever, you know, sometimes it gets a little, you're like, Oh, okay. Well, let me, let me make sure I'm (laughs) on point for their take, you know? And so, um, you you give them your best you know even when it, the camera's not on you the first it starts off where the camera's just on them you know every yeah. couple cameras on them you do the take and um then they flip it and it's your turn you know this is your turn of time to shine and i was a little nervous because adam scott had like left and i was like oh no am i gonna have to re am i like is he gonna do the scene with me like was i bad you know like i started i was like oh no like i just lost him and then um they're like oh no he's just grabbing something he'll be right back i was like oh thank god like you know it's like one of my first experiences with like um a, a celebrity you know yeah and so you know he came back and uh did the scene with me and he was great he was super nice he was like you were great great work like i like you a lot i was like awesome thank you so much like yeah where i was like thank you for doing the scene with me like you know make sure I thanks for coming back up really bad yeah right exactly because he just like walked off i was like oh no i did something wrong what did i do wrong but it was fine so yeah know. no that was a great was movie bad. movie comedies like that they don't get like the big, well, release. And, right. Because it right. has that drama feel to it. And even your scene, if that was like a real life situation for you, that would be right. so awkward hearing that story for the first time. Like how oh. he went blind and like thanking his brother. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's literally the most awkward thing, but it was a lot of fun. And that, that premiered at um, South by Southwest. So it was cool. I got to go there. and I saw those pictures. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. So that was pretty cool. Did you know the whole time, like afterwards, like, hey, we're going to South by Southwest and you're coming too? No, no, not at all. I don't even know with like independent films if they know where they're going. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times it could be TIFF, you know, Toronto International Film Festival or um, anywhere, Sundance can like it, it could end up anywhere so their their goal is to just let it end up where the best place it can go you know and the best fit for it and I think South by was great audience for that film but yeah you don't know if you're going like yeah. you'll get the call and be like hey can you make it I'm like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> totally I will be there you know so you know it's like thank you yeah. it's a great experience like why wouldn't I <laughs> so yeah that was that was always so much fun in Austin and Everyone was super nice and super great and always funny. So I was like, that's a fun experience. You know? Yeah. Now those guys seem yeah. like they're always on. They're so funny. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. <laughs> they're always on. And then, but then you see their moments where they're just like, you know, with their family or whatever. And they're a little bit more chill. So yeah. 
So yeah. They have to behave. Yeah, it's like when you're like out with your right. friends and your parents are around, you're like not as right, right. It just goes down like just a little bit, you know, just a couple of notches or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, when I was looking through your pictures after you said you were gonna chat, I was like, Wow, that's so cool that she was like with all of them. That's so awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was super cool. The um writer director, uh Sophie Goodhart, she's British. And um, ironically, she was staying at like a loft or something when she was filming because, you know, I think it filmed maybe in like 20 some days. Like these films aren't long. You know, I mean, the the shoot dates are they don't take that long. So you're talking about her being right down the street from you from you. Yeah. Yeah. She was right down the street and she was about eight months pregnant during filming. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, a lot of that movie took place on a boat, so she's or she needed to be on a boat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, she's fully pregnant with the camera crew in the water. It was pretty pretty awesome though. I would see her walking around like, Oh, that's <laughs> my director. So yeah, female empowerment for sure. So I do research of the movie, it's pretty cool. That was a short from like two thousand three yeah. with Tony Hale. Yeah, so she wrote wrote and directed the short, and I think it was in Cannes, um, and it won like maybe an audience or I'm I can't remember exactly what it was, and then it became the feature. They they liked it so much they're like, right? Can you write this into a feature? No, it's awesome. So, so she um, obviously expanded the script greatly, but the the short I saw it. It's very dark. Oh yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's not even comedic at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's totally like different. I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." You know. I'll have to like, find it somewhere. It seems like Tony Hale can do that. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I was like, "Oh, this is a interesting twist. I didn't think that it was going to be like this, but it was great." <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. And then so I watched most of Escape Plan 3. Okay, right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And yeah. your scene that, was so intense. Oh my gosh. So let me let me tell you how this whole thing starts. So I got this audition. I was in Florida and I told my agent, I was like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to audition for it. I'm in Florida. Like I'm I was on vacation. And um they're like, Oh, that's fine. And then I come back from vacation and I get an email and they're like, um, you're gonna have to go straight to the callbacks with the director and the producer. They Whoa. want you to audition for this. And I was like, okay. It was in Mansfield, Ohio is where it's shot because oh, they okay. used the um, reformatory there where they shot the Shawshank Redemption, you know? So, oh, that's awesome. so that the, the prison scenes are there in, uh, in Mansfield. And so uh, it was interesting. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not really sure why, but went in. Um, it was kind of like 
one of those things where the audition is like, um, it seemed like surreal. I'm in there. The director gets a phone call during my audition. Like, you know, it's like, I was like, this is like a movie scene in itself right here. Yeah. You know? So I'm in the, I'm in the callback straight to callbacks. And, uh, I, he gets a, he gets a phone call. He takes the call. I'm just like, I just keep going. Cause obviously like you don't stop. He's not the only person in the room, but he is the director. It's John yeah. Hersfeld. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. The producers are here. Casting director, keep going. So uh, I finished the scene. And then he's like, oh, oh, I loved it. I'm like, oh, well, I, did I don't even know if he saw it. You know, he's on a call. Yeah. So I was like, okay, great. He was like, can you improv? And I was like, yeah. He was like, well, let's improv. I was like, let's do it. So um, he has one of the readers just actually physically walk up. He's like, you, you're going to do everything possible not to let this man in. Right. So, so, um, he like walks up, the guy like grabs me, like, you know, and I'm like, we were like tugging and, um, he's like, great. I loved it. I loved it. Like really great. You're really great. I was like, okay. You know, you, but you hear that in rooms. So you're like, yeah, that means nothing. You know, know. I'm not going to get the part, you know, like you leave out crying. It's like a whole dramatic experience. So I was like, oh, okay. Thank you. And I like leave out and the casting director, um, she she tells me she was like no you're really great and I was like okay thank you you know and I get a call I think it was like that night or like the next morning which you usually don't get calls back that quickly and they're like you got the part and I was like oh awesome thank you and it's gonna shoot at like four in the morning I was like okay great so um we shot that scene and they had a whole stunt crew uh because it's a full on fight scene, oh, yeah. intense scene with Max Zang. And it was just like, wow, this is another level of yeah. a fight scene. He, Max was incredible, like incredible. He plays Shinlo. So he, I, he didn't even need, like, there's no like rehearsal. He's just like, I'm going to do this, 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 that. I'm going to flip the umbrella and that's it, you know? And I was like, how do you even, you know, he, he just knew. And the stunt, um, the other stunt actors were great. They were like, oh, okay. okay. Should we run it? They're like, he's like, no, no, I got it. You know? <laughs> and so um, they're like, well, let's just shoot it. And you know, they had breakaway like candy glass. So with the table and the wall and the one wall they were moving it, they're so delicate, just shattered. Yeah. So it was like, well, we only have one take with that. Like <laughs> you have to get it right. <laughs> so man has to go through. I mean, it was just a crazy day. And mind you, this is at like four in the morning that yeah. we're shooting this. So it was really great. And yeah, people were, I was just like, wow. It was just the, the skill set that they had was amazing was it just one take that they were able to do a lot of that oh so they would split it um most of it actually i'm trying to think i mean i think there were a total of of three takes but there was just one take through the like the glass window the guy goes through but it, it wasn't long at all like because when you have breakaway glass you have to re-clear it and so yeah. they don't have that many takes and the girl, the woman who goes through the glass table, I think she actually cut her leg on the second take. Oh, wow. So I don't, yeah, so I don't think there was a third one now that I'm thinking back to it. Yeah, because yeah. usually scenes like that, especially you're in the back of the shot, and 
I, I wanted to ask you, I'm like, it seems so seamless. So that's why I was asking how many takes it was. You're like in the same position. Right. A lot of times in movies, action movies, you'll look, the person standing and it's, sitting. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. gone. Or, yeah. or they're gone. They're gone, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, now that I think about it, I think there were only two takes um, the way they shot it. And it was interesting because, you know, my scene's not like a, my, my role wasn't a huge role, but there, there was, some, he was going to try to do this, uh, Shen Lo, Max, the character Shen, was trying to do this weird flip with an umbrella and get the key card from the man on the ground. So if you watch it, they kind of have a shot where there's a man on the ground and it kind of focuses on his like key card. Oh, okay. And But for some reason, they couldn't flip it up. It just wasn't working. It was They were trying to have tape and it comes off and it was very, it would have looked great, but it was yeah. very complicated. So I looked down and noticed that I had the key card on my jacket. So I said to the director, I said, I'm kind of bold and why not? You know, right. Yeah. I was like, why don't you just have him come take it off my jacket? And then he was like, I think that's a great idea. Let's have that. I was like, yes. as many shots as I can get myself into, I'm going to do it, you know? So, um, they were like, okay. And then he, then Max was like, I'm just going to say surprise then at that point. Like, so it was just like yeah. a whole little sequence that I wasn't even supposed to be in, you know? So I was like, why not? You know, sometimes you got to be a little bold. Oh, like, you have to. I was just going to play like, I'm just from Ohio. I don't know any better. <laughs> you know, if it was wrong, you know, so like, act like I knew nothing, but. I thought but something yeah. was going to happen to you when he approached the desk. I'm like, oh no, it's something going to happen right. Right. It's like you, you would think that he was going to attack me, but that was like the little, that was the whole added section. It wasn't even supposed to be in the, it wasn't <laughs> in the script. So yeah. Yeah. So you can't kill me off. You have to <laughs> be the one, have to survive. Well, the fourth, yeah, there's so. going to be a fourth one, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. I, I heard, but you know, I don't know if this is yeah. true, but I heard that that was the final way to like tie up all the uh, okay. ends of it but you never know you know with, with these movies if it if it if it brings in enough money oh yeah you know they're and stallone loves the guy when you look on his imdb he like doesn't <laughs> stop working no even he now he has like eight or nine things like with in, in production i know in it's development insane. yeah yeah he's, how was how was interacting with him on set was he there for that Oh, he was not there for that scene. Um, or he, no, he was, he came in late. So I just saw him in passing, like yeah. I'm leaving out like midday, you know, they shot the film in like 17 days. Jeez. Yeah, I guess that's so, what they have to do nowadays in order to save money. Yeah. And so I just saw him in passing, you know, just like, Hey, you know, like but just nice guy you know but it wasn't like i i didn't get to work with him yeah. individually on set um but yeah it's more just in and out how quickly they shoot these films are insane like i yeah. think about them like they're long days though they the time is you're there i mean over 12 hours and crew and i don't know they i don't even ha know when they like sleep yeah yeah it's yeah, especially I, I've been interviewing a lot of actors that are that did a lot of work in like the eighties and nineties, and a lot of uh -huh. times when they had a, like a principal role and they were on set for a while, 
it's usually like a lot of times they're talking about like two months, but I don't think maybe some movies nowadays have that kind of budget, but it's very rare. But. You know, those are big studio films now. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of indie or smaller studios, they don't have the money or their money's coming from overseas, you know, so they, they don't have maybe access to it right away. So they have to get this shot in a certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, all the films I've worked on, uh, I did Galveston, which shot in um, not Galveston, Texas, but it shot in Savannah, Georgia. It was supposed to take place. It takes place in Galveston, Texas. But I think that was like 27 days. Um, and I was there a week. But they go so fast. That was with Elle Fanning and Ben Foster. And I worked with them and they were incredible. And uh, French director, Melanie Laurent, who is from Inglorious Bastards, who's an actor in that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, with um, the Quentin Tarantino film. But yeah, it's turned director. So it was pretty cool to work with her as well. But yeah, these, I mean, just everything. And you'll be on set and they will cut full scenes just for time yeah yeah so maybe maybe in the 80s and 90s there's a lot more money floating around or just not, or maybe like the unions the way money maybe the way actors are getting paid weren't as much the way like the agreements right were. maybe i mean now with sag after like they're very strict you know yeah. so you go over we're getting more you miss a meal you're late on a meal like you you're paying out so a lot of these places a lot of these films are having to pay actors so much extra just when they're running behind schedule yeah so maybe that's where some of the money is going yeah so it's interesting yeah so one thing i want to mention like it's pretty funny because i just interviewed william sadler who was in he plays death and bill and ted yeah a bunch of stuff but it's funny that you mentioned you know mansfield because he was in shawshank yeah, yeah. And your story that you mentioned. So he had like a similar story. You raising your hand as like, you know, you're the role receptionist and hey, you right. know what? I have a key card. And then it actually worked. He kind of had a similar story and okay. it took off his career. He auditioned for the first episode of Tales from the Crypt. He okay. was reading for like a cop role. So his role was really just reading the Miranda rights. So when he's flipping through the script, he's like, Hey, who's playing? I forget the guy's name, but he's like, who's playing Bob Smith? And they're like, yeah, it's the first episode. They want like a Kurt Russell type, you know, John Malkovich, somebody big. So he's like, okay. So he did his scene on tape and then he was leaving the Fox lot and the lady like yelled out the window. and was like, Hey, Bill, come in. And then she's like, oh, I'll let you audition for it. And it worked out. Oh, wow. And just from wow. that. He worked with Joel Silver was one of the producers. So that got him diehard to the next year without an audition. And then Robert Zemeckis was a producer. And then Frank Dearborn, who directed Shawshank and The Mist and Green Mile. So Yeah. I mean, you have to be a little bold, you know? That's what I learned. If you don't, you know, someone else is going to do it. Oh, definitely. Why not you? And look, at the end of the day, all they can say is, no, yeah. you know, like, I mean, okay, no problem. That was a dumb idea. Like, yeah. I won't say it again to you, you know, but, but most of the time, like directors are, they're in a crunch. They want the film to work too. Oh, yeah. They want, or whatever, you know, casting directors, their job is to find the right actor. They don't want to find the 
but not the right act. You know, they don't, they, they don't want to be like, no, you're, it's not you. They want it to be you. Like their goal is like, please let it be you so we can end this grueling process. Yeah. So um, that's like the misnomer that people think like casting directors don't want it to be you. No, no, they want you to be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't, it's not what they want. And then, you know, with directors, you just feel it out. And John was super nice and friendly. And so I felt like I could say that, you know, or I could put that out there. Like, how about, and then he was like, yeah, how about, you know, it became his idea. So like, I was like, that works, you know, whoever's idea you want it to be, it can be as long as my face is in it. So, (laughs) you know. No, that's true. Whoa, that was loud. Yeah, that was really loud. That was really loud. So thanks again for taking the time. Two questions before I let you go. So since this is a sequel podcast, is there any like favorite sequels you've had over the years that you like to watch? Oh, man, there's so many. I'm such a girly girl. Like I love Legally Blonde and probably um, part two, which is like red. What is it like? red white and something i forget what the, the like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so maybe that one but um still the first one probably the best i feel like for for sequels i don't know a movie that the first wasn't the greatest yeah there's like a few like empire strikes back if you're i was gonna say or a godfather 2 yeah know, there's certain ones where people are like i'd, I'd argue that this one but but um yeah, I don't know what would be my favorite sequel. But like I said, well, that's a good answer. I'm yeah. such a little girly girl. <laughs> and then he, yeah. here's like here's like a deep thinker question for you. So if you could play the lead in like a big budget film, is there like a particular genre that is like in your wheelhouse that you'd love to do? Oh man. So I'm kind of a lot of my roles that I've played have been like, you know, just smaller getting your feet wet but um I like to play like really dark roles a little bit twisted wow I maybe yeah. I shouldn't have said that with that thunder I know. <laughs> like, so um but yeah just a little bit of uh that has an edge to them so something like that and then or something totally different like maybe taking if there was a movie like if The Departed came out and and be, if it didn't exist, then putting my putting a female in that because the only I think um Vera Farmiga was the only female character. Yeah. But like I would love to twist it and take the male role, like Leonardo's or something. You know, like yeah, uh, an interesting twist. I like that. I like taking maybe that roles that maybe were meant for someone of a different sex or color or race or whatever and, and putting myself in that. So. That's a great answer. That's the first time I've been thinking of a good question to ask like people that are up and coming and that have been mm-hmm. like early on in their career. So uh, that worked. I really like that question. Awesome. Oh, thank yeah, you for yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for the question. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much for the time. I wish you all the success. Of Keep being bold. And uh, yeah, that's rich. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all you can do. Like you said, if you didn't mention that, you would have thought about it in the car ride home. Be like, I should have said right. this. I should have said that. Right. Well, thank you for interviewing me. Podcasts are blowing up. I have some stuff that I'm working on with podcasts with oh, some sweet. influencers right now. Pretty big yeah. social media. I just love so. Uh, movies. So it's like a project I started in the beginning. I'm like, is anybody going to want to talk to me? 
And then I've been talking to a lot of people, so it's going really well. And I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for reaching out and good luck with everything. And once I really blow up, I'll come back and hopefully have some great stories for you. Remember me. (laughs) Of course, of course. Thank you, Douglas. Heidi was so great. I can't wait to chat with her again when she's famous. You heard it. If it's between me and Larry King, if Larry King's still alive, you know, she'll talk to me first. Hopefully. So next week, we're going to have another interview because I think that formula works a little better. You hear a little insight on the movie, then the review. And this is by far the most starstruck one yet. I interviewed William Sadler, famous for being the bad guy in Die Hard 2 and Hard to Kill. Then he played Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Then Shawshank, Green Mile, and so much more. And he has some amazing behind-the-scenes stories Uh, especially from Bogus Journey, because that's what we're going to cover. And he has some cool ones from Die Hard 2 and Hard to Kill. So definitely want to check this one out. You don't want to miss it. So subscribe, write a review, rate us five stars, tell your friends. Good night. Good night.